Welcome to the Discipleship Podcast with Pastor Pablo Martinez. We truly believe disciples aren't born, they are made. If your desire is to grow, renew your mind, and go to the next level in the way you live for God, this podcast is for you. Pastor Pablo will be sharing the real heart of a disciple through tough but transformational truths that are sure to confront us. These truths will lead us into establishing the kingdom of God in our lives. Now is the time. Grab your pen, a notebook, and your Bible. It's time to get formed. Well, welcome home. I know today it's uh, uh, Formation Friday. And uh, honestly, I'm very excited to share the Word of God with you. We're in the house of God in a time and in a place where many people are not. And we are here. And so I want to just commend you guys for your courage, uh, for, for your love for God. Uh, I know people are rotating. They're expecting to come in different weeks. Uh, those of you that cannot make it and you're watching, you know, online, um, and if you cannot come, that's totally understandable. I know your situation may be different. Uh, you know, there may be somebody that you're taking care of, uh, maybe exposed. And so thank you for taking care of us as well. Uh, but if you can come to the house of God and you choose not to out of convenience, I believe there's something off there. I think that a child of God should want to meet with children of God and we should want to hear the word of God, not just online. Why do I say that? Because to me, I wouldn't have said that three weeks ago, but last week when I experienced coming to the house of God again, after not being here for what, two months? Was it two months already? Three months, three months already. So that's a quarter of a year. Uh, without gathering with other Christians, other believers to worship God, I think there was something missing in my heart. I don't know about you, but I really missed you guys. I missed being here. I missed worshiping God with people. I missed, uh, you know, of course, I had been in interaction with some of you, but man, I missed you guys so much. And so I just want to honor you for being here. And what I'm going to talk about today, I think it is, uh, it has to be God who speaks to you. If it's me, it's going to not work. It's not going to go so far. And I would tell you, you probably wish you would have stayed at home so you could have the option to log off. But you're not going to have that option if you're here. If you have that option there, then praise the Lord. But you came here today, and I believe that what I'm going to talk to you about today is something that is some, it's a jewel that Satan st- stole from this generation, okay? Uh, and I'm going to stand about a little further back because when I get excited, there's some, some things flying out. And uh, I just really get excited about this one. Today we talk about one of those characteristics of a multiplying disciple that I believe if you don't have that characteristic, I would 10 times rather you not multiply. And I would think God would stop you from multiplying for good of others. Does that make sense? Uh, what I want to talk today about is honor. Honor. The word honor is such a powerful word. The word honor can change everyone's life. I don't know if you know, but God scheduled this a long, long time ago before we even knew we were going to be here today. Before, you know, all these craziness began happening about the pandemic and all these other things. I believe God wanted and he had scheduled today for us. I believe God wants you and I to learn a new, a new degree, a new level of honor. I want to tell you about honor because I believe that God wants to bless you. Let me repeat this again. I want to tell you about honor because I believe God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. Amen. Tell the person six feet apart from you, God wants to bless you. Or the person right next to you, God wants to bless you. Awesome, awesome. Why don't we pray? <laughs> Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you because if he doesn't, like I said, I can't do anything for you. Unless God reveals this to you, then I don't know what to do. I 
have been on a quest in my own personal life to become an honorable disciple of Jesus Christ, an honorable husband, an honorable pastor, an honorable son, an honorable father. I am trying every day, all the time, to be an honorable man. Yet, you live in a generation and in a culture where honor is the last thing on people's minds. The more dishonorable a person is, the bigger their platform gets. You don't have to say amen, but that's the truth. You find a comedian, the more dishonorable the comedian could be to anyone and anything, the bigger his microphone, his platform gets. Tell me if that's not true. You find someone's Instagram, someone posts something great, something good about God or something that God's doing in their family. And then you post something dishonorable towards somebody, whoever it is. And it just seems like their platform gets bigger. See, what I want to talk to you about has nothing to do with culture and has everything to do with God's own heart. The Bible said, honor your father and your mother and what? You will live longer. God is going to honor you by giving you life. You know that's the only commandment with a promise? No other commandment has a promise. Nothing else. Not even don't kill. Nothing else. You know the commandments are in order. I don't know if you know that, but in order of priority, in order of, 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 of honor. Does that make sense? What's the first commandment? Thou shalt love your God, right? With all your might, all your soul. See, Jesus said this. When you think about commandments, you don't think about the Ten Commandments. Jesus gave you two commandments. What are the two commandments? Love God and love your neighbor. Here's what God is saying. All these other things matter. But what matters most is the way you honor your father and your mother and your father in heaven and the way you honor each other. I want to tell you this. I'm about to give you the answer, the pill, the antidote to every single one of our relationship problems. Oh, you thought you were going to get more excited. I guess I got to sell this stuff. I'm about to tell you how to fix your marriage, Louis. Like right now, you think I'm playing. I'm serious. If you learn to be an honorable man, an honorable husband, that girl next to you is going to be so excited, so pumped that she married you. And vice versa. If you become an honorable wife. Am I making it? It's not that you're not. But I'm saying, if you honor, if honor is who you are, if it be belongs to you, and you belong to that thing that God wants you to be. Am I making sense? Man, how blessed is that man right there? But what happens if you're a dishonorable couple? See, what happens if I'm, a, if I'm a dishonorable son, a son who cannot honor his father and his mother? What happens if I'm a dishonorable pastor and I treat you like dirt and I don't honor you guys? What happens if you're a dishonorable disciple? I'll tell you what happens. Let's go to the Word of God. Alex is like, man, I should have sat a little further back. <laughs> Here's the truth. Matthew 13, 54 58. Let's pray. Dear God, I ask you, please, Holy Spirit, please, God, speak your word, your truth into our hearts. I pray right now, Lord, that you minister to us and anyone listening. Please, God, I ask you, please, God, help us to become an honorable group of people, God, that when people see us, they see honor. God, that we truly receive honor's reward. I ask you, God, that you help us to become honorable people. God, let's CFF. If no other Christian, at least CFF, God, be honorable. I ask you, God, that we would love and fight to be honorable. In your name we pray. Amen and amen.
I repeat, it is popular to be dishonorable. It's not a teenage thing. It's a foolish thing. It's not a young people thing. It's a, there's kids here, so I'm not going to go that far. But it's not a matter of culture. It's not a matter of age. It's a matter of foolishness versus wisdom. Please say amen. We have to learn to be honorable. One of the biggest tasks in my life is to teach my sons to be honorable men. You know, before me wanting them to make money, I want them to honor. Amen. True or not? I want my sons to learn to honor God. I want them to honor their mom. I want Elijah to know if he dishonors that woman, he has to go through me. Because that's my wife he's going to dishonor. Am I making sense? I want the world to know something today. Every single problem you and I have when it comes down to relationships can be reduced to the way you honor. And you think that's so simple. It is simple, but it is so hard to do. What is it about honor? Let me tell you this. Matthew 13, 54, 58. He came to his hometown and began teaching them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, Were this... Where did this man get his wisdom and these miraculous powers? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters? Are they not all with us? Didn't they go to school with us? Didn't, didn't they play with our kids? Didn't you babysit them? Isn't our furniture made by this carpenter? The chair we sit on every day? The one we put our bum on all the time? Didn't he make that chair for us? Is he not just some other random guy? Notice the spirit of this honor. Let me show you the result. 57. And they took offense at him. They took offense at him. If you're easily offended, something's happening. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own town or in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Good Lord. You know, this honor shuts the door to heaven over your life. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. This honor shuts the miraculous power of God over your life. When you and I act dishonorable, it dishonorably, it shuts the door of God over your life. Let me put it like this. When you and I act dishonorable, God cannot, cannot, I didn't say he will not. I read all these other different versions and I realize that God wanted to bless people. You know, God wanted to bless people. He always wanted to heal. He wanted to bring transformation and he couldn't do many miracles in that town. Did God all of a sudden lose his power? No, these people couldn't receive the reward of honor. See, here's the key. Dishonor is a spirit and it shuts the door. Of the power of God over your life. This honor is a spirit. And you could never receive what gift God would have given you through that person or through that whatever area it is. Whatever, you know, it could be uh, through a group of people. It could be through anyone. But whenever you act dishonorably, it'll shut the door. Shut the door right away to whatever blessing could have come from that person. Now because they didn't want to give it to you because you were no longer receptive. Man, I've seen it over and over and over. People with amazing leadership. Man, there's some people that are being loved and blessed. And they cannot receive. I've experienced it myself. I don't want to talk about you guys tonight. I want to talk about me. I had to struggle with arguments in my own life. Because guess what? 
My leaders have not been perfect. And I'm like, God, what the heck? Haven't you seen how perfect I am? How are you going to give me unperfect people? I got to be, you got to put unperfect people to me? I'm perfect. I know you'll never struggle with that. But I've had unperfect leaders make mistakes. And I've seen people lead and with their leadership say things that I'm like, that's not what it says. That's not how it is. See, what's, what happened here is that these people knew him so much, they made him common. He wasn't Jesus anymore. He was a carpenter. He wasn't the Christ. He was the neighbor. Isn't that crazy? How this honor works? First thing it does, it makes the person next to you average, common. And the Bible says, do not call common whatever the Lord has sanctified. If God sets someone apart for something, I'm just saying this to you. When I look at my wife, I cannot look at her like just a woman. She is the woman of God for my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Man, it is so hard to be honorable. Let me tell you why. Because we're imperfect. Because we're human beings. Here's what happens. It's too easy to be dishonorable. Today I'm going to address some heavy, heavy issues. I'm not going to rely on relationship. I'm going to rely on the word of God. And I pray that all of you in here, every single one of you, listens to not my words, but to the word of God. Are you guys ready? Everybody ready? Yeah? All right. This is what happened. Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12. Quite possibly one of the most relevant chapters in our lives today. Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Chusite woman or Cusite woman whom he had married. For he had married a Cusite woman. You don't know where that's from. It's northern Africa. And they said... Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us as well? And the Lord heard it. Now the man, Moses, was very humble. More than any man who was on the face of the earth. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses and Aaron and to Miriam. By the way, these are his brother's sister. You three come out to the tent of the meeting. So the three came out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood not inside the tent, but at the doorway of the tent. And he called Aaron and Miriam. He said, come on over here. I'll show you something. When they had both come forward, he said, hear now my words. Listen to this, okay? This is crazy. Is there a prophet among you? I, the Lord, shall make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my household. With him I speak mouth to mouth, even openly, and not in a dark saying. And he beholds the form of the Lord. This is crazy. This is God speaking, okay? Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant, against Moses? So the anger of the Lord burned against them, and he departed. But when the cloud had withdrawn from over the tent, behold, Miriam was leprous, as white as snow. As Aaron turned toward Miriam, behold, she was leprous. Then Aaron said to Moses, oh my Lord, now he's my Lord, he's no longer my bro. I beg you, do not account this sin to us in which we have acted foolishly and in which we have sinned. Now, if it had been you and I, what I said, forget that. You talk smack? 
live with it. But see, Moses was different than you and I. We're going to learn how to deal with this honor. When somebody acts dishonorably to us, through the most humble man up until that point, then Jesus came and showed him up. Does that make sense? But here's going to deal, we're going to deal with some intense issues here. That obviously in half an hour, I don't, know, I don't have enough time to deal with. I want to deal with the root, not with the fruit. I could be cutting fruit all day. I never address the root. Nothing's going to change. You have to address the root of the problem if you're ever going to change anything. Can I please hear an amen? You have to address the root. Amen. Here's what happens. Aaron married a woman that the brother and sister didn't agree with. Here you see one of those acts that you may be familiar with. Listen to me for just a second. If you dishonor the police, if you dishonor a person of a different race, to me it's just the same. You're both dishonorable. Pastor, are you really going to talk about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I believe God wants me to talk about this because this is exactly what you and I desperately need. Church, we're not here to pretend. We're here to change. Please say amen. Amen. Do I agree with everyone and everything? Come on now. Do you? I'm sure you disagree with me in many things. My great question to you is this. What do you do with that disagreement? I've seen pastors fall. I've seen pastors mess up. One of my pastors cheated on his wife and walked away from, from his calling. Does that mean I dishonor all pastors? When I see a pastor, do I dishonor their office? Do I stop receiving or honoring that authority over my life? The answer is no, church. It's still no. And it will always be no. See, I've seen pastors act so foolish. I've seen church leaders act like demons. And yet I still honor the leadership. I still honor pastors. I still long to be led. Something about me still says, God, you can use people. See, this was an issue of racism. This was an issue of authority. This was an issue of government. What we see here is an issue of human condition. It goes beyond what we're talking about in media. It goes to the root of the heart. Alex, let me tell you why I can honor the police. Because they're authority. Because they're good. I don't know them. I don't know them all. But they're my authority. You know what I'm going to teach my kids? To honor the police. Do you know why? Because they're my authority. Do you know why I pray for my president? Is it because I agree with everything, everything he tweets? No, my dear church is because he's an authority. Um, and somebody didn't like this part. I'm going to repeat it for those that can log off right now. Let me tell you something. The reason I honor my president is because he's my authority. You want to be part of the solution? Honor your authority. Young people don't like to hear this and you don't want to hear it. Before you clap, listen. Wait, 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 wait. Before you clap, let me tell you something. Here's what can happen. You can look at someone's office and be misguided by one thing. Thinking that it is your opinion, your opinion, what gives you the right to be honorable, dishonorable. This man, Moses, married a woman who was darker, darker skinned than him. He married a woman who was not supposed to be part of their family. See, I had a girlfriend and she was different color than me. Her parents said, although deacons of a church, you don't fit into this family. You're not supposed to be part of this family. You know, they were dishonoring me. 
Because they saw me on the outside. They didn't see the character of my heart. They didn't see who I was on the inside. They didn't see my calling. They didn't see what God was about. What they saw was just a Mexican. Let me tell you why I'm telling you this. Let me tell you why I'm speaking about this. Because it is the church that needs to learn to honor. As I honor my president, I honor someone who looks different than me. Please church, say amen. Amen. So this brother and sister went to Moses. Hold on. They didn't go to Moses. They talked bad about Moses and his fiance, now his wife. She doesn't fit into this family. You know why I can honor someone who looks different than me? Number one, not because I have an opinion, because I have a God who created them, who created me. A God who can use them. See, here's what happened when Allison and I broke up. I honored Allison and I still honored her parents. Here's why I can do that. Here's why I can tell you this right now. Because when I see people now, I see something different. I see God's workmanship. I see God working in their lives. I see God behind them. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But one thing I've received from is people that look different than me. Amen. I can receive. I can receive. I married a wife. My, my wife. <laughs> a wife, yeah. She wasn't somebody's wife. She's my wife. And she was never somebody else's wife, just to be clear. But listen, I'm sitting, reading this thing, right? And I'm asking myself the question. Is this about racism? I look at my wife and she looks very white. And I look very not white and she's completely different in my mind her culture is just as european as as any latino far like i don't know how to explain it her mindset who she is is so different than me listen let me tell you this her food is different everything's different but when i look at her i'm gonna tell you this i see gold not because she's blonde but i just see gold i see gold do you understand what i'm saying Why did I marry someone that looks so different than me, that talks different than me, that thinks different than me? We disagree in so many things, so many things. Because I see gold. Here's what happened. Aaron and Mo Miriam and Aaron said, I don't agree, leader, with what you're doing. We're not supposed to marry people from other tribes, particularly not that one. Here's what happened. Listen, Moses didn't address it. Good Lord. God addressed it. God addressed the issue of disrespect towards authority and racism in one single shot. You know why? Because it's the same thing. It's the same spirit. You hear what I said? I didn't say it's the same attitude. It's the same spirit. The same spirit that tells a demonic force. Listen to me. Lucifer did this. I don't agree with my authority. God, I don't like the way you do things. Now this church is about to learn something. Maybe I'm overstepping, but maybe I'm doing exactly what God's asking me to do. You want to talk about honor? Teach honor to your children, and you will bless them for their entire life. See, here's what happened. If I teach my kids to not honor someone who's different than them, and who looks different than them, and who sounds different than them, you know what I'm teaching my kid? To open the door. To some demonic forces that will shut the doors of heaven. See, the devil can't stop God. But this honor can shut the door of blessings. You know how crazy that is? 
Are you listening to what I'm telling you? That God dealt with it personally? Personally. He didn't send someone. He didn't write something. He stepped in there. He said, don't come into my house. I'll address you at the door. Did you hear what I said? God didn't let him in the house. He said, I'll address you at the door. You want to learn how to deal with authority? You want to learn how to deal with people that are different than you? Let me show you how to do it. I'll address you outside my door. You want to fix it? Then you can come in. Here's how God treats people with dishonor. As pariah. As lepers. Because that's exactly what dishonor does. You know what dishonor does? It makes you insensitive to people. It makes you insensitive to the move of God, to the power of God. I've seen people on fire for God, loving God, desiring God. And then dishonor kicks in. It's happened to me. See, I was on fire at some point in my life. And I just lost the fire. I just lost it. And when he saw it, I knew it. My people around me began to see it. My leader suggested something that I didn't want to do. Because to be very honest with you, I didn't think it was God asking me to do it. And so Eoni and I prayed about it. And we said, okay, well, we don't know if that's the way God wants us to go. We need time to pray. That's what we said to our leader. Our leader back then got so mad. He didn't tell us he got mad. He showed us he got mad. I know people at CFF don't do this. No leader of yours ever does that. And you've never experienced that, but I've experienced the cold shoulder of leadership, and that's a cold one. And so we try to do things, and I remember so clearly feeling that. And instead of addressing it with my leader, you know what I did? I got argumented. I got mad. I don't need him either. God speaks to me. God's using me too. And that sound like Aaron a little bit? Was my leader right? Please say no. I'm not talking about pretending something's right I'm talking about righteousness here you know what God did in my life in my heart he shut me up I could feel his presence no more my devotionals were not open anymore I couldn't hear the voice of God I would do 15 minute devotionals and start falling asleep I'll be worshiping and it was just music even my voice sounded bad and that's some of you guys that's not that's not dishonor pastor that's just you <laughs> some of you guys man Some people in this church are really dishonorable. <laughs> Listen, I couldn't sing. I couldn't worship. I couldn't pray. Believe it or not, my finances began to suffer. Everything around me began to dry up. My ministry, man, I'm telling I lost grace with people. I tried to speak to people and I felt like I couldn't communicate. I felt like whatever I said fell on deaf ears. You know what had happened? God had began to deal with me the way he deals with his honor. Here's the way God deals with his honor. Go to verse 13. Moses cried out to the Lord saying, Oh God, heal her, I pray. But the Lord said to Moses, If her father had put spit in her face, would she not bear her shame for seven days? Let her be shot up for seven days outside the camp. And afterwards, she may, she may be received again. He said, When a woman or a daughter or a son acts dishonorable towards their father, the father spits on her face and then she leaves the camp for seven days. So people will know she acted dishonorably. Then she can come back. You know what we do at church when someone acts dishonorable? You know what we do at the American church when someone acts dishonorable? Come here. Oh, did I do something wrong? I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I offended you. 
please don't leave. I really want you to follow me. Hey, you know what? We're all brothers and sisters anyway. What if God, what if God began to deal again face to face with you the way he dealt with Miriam and Aaron? See, here's what happens. God hears your dishonor. He listens. The Bible says that God heard them speak. Sometimes you don't have to speak. God will hear you anyway. What do you think about other people? What do you feel about other people? Here's what happens. When a church member now acts dishonorably, we feel so bad. Let me tell you why. Because we think that being offended gives us the right to being dishonorable. Where in the Bible do you see that? Where in the Bible do you see that your offense gives you the right to be dishonorable? I want an answer. Where in the Bible does God condone dishonor towards authority and towards anyone else? Because you are mad. Where in the Bible does it say, husbands, honor your wives when you are happy with them? Husbands, honor your children if they act right. Where in the word does it say that we have the authority to be dishonorable? Because when an angel of worship, the leader of heaven of worship, his name was Lucifer, acted dishonorably, God disowned him. God cast him out of his presence and said, don't come back anymore. Your name now will be Lucifer. Uh-uh. Now you're the devil. Hear what I said. Angel of light. Angel of worship. Now became angel of darkness. And fallen. Anybody else want to side up with him? The third of you. All of you are down there too. Here's what happens. Because this honor is contagious. This honor is contagious. This honor latches on to emotions and says, you are right. You are so right. Man, pastor's preaching good today, isn't he? I would 10 times rather lose you as a member of my church. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Then run the risk of you living a dishonorable life. This is why. Because if you don't learn to be honorable in the house of God, where will you learn? Tony. You're my brother. Alex, you're my brother. Louis, you're my brother. If we brothers don't teach each other to respect and to honor, who will love you more? Who will care enough about you to say, honor? Let's live with honor. Who's going to care enough? Your boss? If you have a great boss, maybe. But if you're late three times, he'll fire you. Am I making sense? I know you. You know why? Because I know your wife. I know you. You know why? Let me tell you why. Because I know your friends. I know that Natalie brought you. And I know. Let me tell you why. Because we know each other. And we love God and we love each other. So I have to address these things. I have addressed them in person. And I'll continue to address them from the podium till the day I die. Let me tell you why. Because if you don't learn to honor, your generations will be cursed. Did pastor just say that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's what happens with this honor. It'll curse your generations. Let me repeat that again for all you theologians watching. If you are not honorable, it will curse your generations. 
your children will inherit the curse of this honor. Let me go to the word of God again. And I wish I could stay on Miriam and Aaron, but here, I'm going to go back in a second. Here's what happened. You go to Genesis chapter 9, verse 20, 27. Then Noah began farming and planted a vineyard. Like, listen, God had just wiped out the entire dishonorable earth. Okay? God just wiped everything out. There's only eight people that survived. One family, the father of the house is Noah. He has all the responsibility of the new world on his shoulders. He just got off a boat of 40 days, 40 nights with a storm, with animals all over. Finally, he touches earth. He's like, God. And he starts planting a vineyard. He sees the fruit growing. He's so happy. He makes some wine. Listen, I'm not going to justify his behavior. But if there was ever a time, that would be it. This guy started just trying the fruit of the land. There are kids here, so I'm not going to say what happened. But the Jews got fermented a little bit. He drank of the wine and became drunk. And became and uncovered himself. Hello. No, I got really happy. Inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan. Keep that in mind. What's his name? Ham, Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Hey, check it out. Hey, dad's drunk. Hey, check it out. Dad's. But Shem and Jephthah took a garment. Another, another version says a linen. And laid it upon both their shoulders and walked backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were turned away so that they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine, he knew what his youngest son had done to him. So he said, cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants. He shall be to his brothers. He also said, blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and, the, and let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Jephthah and let him dwell in the tents of Shem and let Canaan be his servant too. He didn't say Ham. He didn't say God, curse Ham for disrespecting me who you used to save the entire generation. God had just saved his life through Noah. How quickly do we forget? Come on, how quickly do we forget? When you are blessed, how quickly do we forget when someone blessed your life? Hey man, what's wrong with pastor? Nothing's wrong. Everything's right tonight. How quickly do you forget when your mom does something? You forgot she carried you in her belly? Well, how am I going to talk to her? One of my leaders didn't want to talk to his mom. I said, you're going to buy a plane ticket. You're going to go over there and you're going to talk to your mom. But she did this. I don't care what she did. You're going to be honorable. Well, pastor, she didn't answer my question. I don't care what she did. The burden's on you to be honorable. She didn't want to talk to him. So she, he flew over there for nothing. It wasn't for nothing. It was for honor. Can I tell you today, the relationship's 100% restored. 100% restored. The Lord restored not only his relationship, but listen, grandkids have a grandma and a beautiful one. Are you listening to what I'm telling you? Here's what happens. This man who had blessed the entire world did one thing. And this fool, Ham, started laughing at him, pretending like, Pfft. see, the two other guys, the two other sons had enough sense to say, 
God just used this man for something so good. I'm alive and my wife is alive. We are here eating this stuff instead of eating dirt like the rest of our friends. Because this man obeyed God. Did he get drunk? Yup. Did he have a crazy party in his tent? Yup. Does that mean that what people do is right? No. It just means this. You can never forget what God has done through someone in your life. Please God a shout of praise. Give God a shout of praise on that. How quickly do husbands and wives and fathers and mothers and kids forget? I find that it's easier for sons to forget what their parents have done for them. Than parents forget the good things about their kids. Isn't that unfair? That your mom, Ryan, can look at you and look at the best of you. You know that? That your mom will always see you as her baby. My mom still calls me Pablito. I'm like a foot taller than her. She still calls me Pablito. I'm always going to be Pablito. Is there a term like that in Jamaica? Ryancito? <laughs> no. Little, I, does, he call, does she call you anything? The man of the, the, man of the house. Now, okay, well. I guarantee you, if, I t if your mom's talking about you today, she's talking good. Can you, can you be safe on that? Yeah or no? You know, the first thing, the first thing that a mom wants to talk about is her child. Your child may be horrible at math, like the worst math kid. But mom, she sees a historian. You understand what I'm saying? Your kid may be just like overweight. Mom just says cute chubby. Your kid, man, that kid is like wild, crazy, screams disrespectful. Mom says he just has a lot of energy. <laughs> For real? This kid's crazy. But not to mom. That's what's going to change the world. See, that's what's going to change the world. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why is there so many sons that refuse to talk to their parents? Why is there so many sons that look at their dad and don't even want to talk about him? He left us. He left us. He might have left you. But through him, you're alive. I'm talking to somebody right now that needs to call their father and honor him. Not because of what he did, but because of the office that God gave him in your life. Man, that's a hard thing to hear for some of you. Really hard to hear. Really hard to hear. To honor your brother and your sister when they've been dishonorable to you. Dude, pastor, you can't be really serious about it. You cannot be asking me seriously to honor people that are so dumb. So dumb. Have you, have you talked to them? I'm asking you not to honor their actions. I'm asking you to do what Moses did. Here's what Moses did. He did the same thing that Jephthah did. It's called the blanket of grace. You know what the blanket of grace does? Walks backwards and says, I'll cover your nakedness. Let God deal with that area of your life. Because I'm not your judge. I'm not your God. I'm not your God. I'm not going to take that seat that doesn't belong to me. Here's what's happening. I'm running out of time. But I'm not running out of words. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be honorable towards you guys. And I'm going to shorten it up. But I must speak to you about one more thing. Simple thing. Moses acted with grace. 
I didn't say he acted with foolishness or pretended things didn't need to change. Or I'm not saying the brothers later didn't sit down with the father and say, Dad, how can we help? Dad, I know you've gone through a lot, man. You saw a whole world being wiped out. We saw it too, Dad. Hey, Dad, I don't want you doing this job by yourself. Can we help you gather the Jews next time? Dad, I know you're getting older and how can I help? Am I making sense? It doesn't mean they did pretend like nothing happened. I'm not saying they didn't go to mom and say, hey mom, is that okay? I'm not saying they didn't see what we saw, what we see. The Bible didn't cover that part. The Bible didn't just say, and Ham acted disrespectfully. The Bible said the sin too. But they knew it wasn't their place. They knew that was God's place. As a pastor, I know what not to talk to you about. Let me tell you how I know my lines with your life. Can I tell you how? I don't trace them. Neither does God. You trace the lines. Really, pastor? Absolutely. I'm no fool. Think I'm going to talk to you about something that I think you're not going to receive? Heck no. I have enough enemies in the world. Why would I want one more? I wouldn't want to hurt you and offend you. So tonight, I assumed something great about you. That you really want to be an honorable Christian. Here's what's happening. Ham was cursed and so was his child. I want my kids to be blessed. You know why? Because I believe that God has a great purpose for my children. Raise your hand if you are parents. Raise your hand if you are parents. Awesome. Beautiful, beautiful. Here's what's happening. Those of you that didn't raise your hand, maybe you'll be a parent one day. Maybe you'll have puppies. I don't know. <laughs> but here's what can happen. I can deal with a lot of stuff. But when something happens to my kid, I worry. I was grinding and, <laughs> that sounds really funny. I was welding and then grinding metal off yesterday from metal. And uh, <laughs> anyway, dishonorable fools. You know, <laughs> just kidding. So I was working and I just, I don't cry easily, but I began to weep yesterday. And I began to cry. Because I heard a sermon, I think it was Michael Todd. And I, I don't listen to many different, I just, yesterday, I, it was a beautiful sermon. He talked about how his son, listen, he talked about how his son had autism. And he said, God, I serve you. I don't understand. I serve you. But my son, he's three and a half and I can't help him. He has autism. I got to just pray for a miracle and ask God to make me a better parent. Michael Todd, okay, a man who's blessed thousands and thousands of people. As I was listening to him, I realized something. What if one of my kids gets sick? You ever felt like that, fathers, mothers? When somebody asks you, what do you want? A boy or a girl? I just want a healthy baby, man. That's my, that was my response. I don't know about you. I mean, I wanted a little boy, but I wanted a healthy boy. Even if it was, man, a midget, I just wanted him to be healthy. Like a healthy little person. I don't know if that works, but am I making sense? I just wanted him to be healthy. And then this fear come over my life. And it wasn't a fear of my kids getting sick. See, I'd been dealing with this. It was a fear that my kids would have the worst kind of sickness. That's the sickness of the soul. The sickness of the soul is this. I cannot and I will not receive from anyone who's not worthy. I want my kids to be able to receive from people who they may not understand yet. Like mom, when she tells them something they don't like. I want my kids to honor your children 
I want my son to be honorable. I want my kids to learn to honor God above their preferences. Amen? Help me out with that. Thank you. I want God, I want God to help me to show my children to honor their authorities. Parents, please say amen. I want God to help me show my child how to honor people that look different than him. People, please say amen. I want God to show my children how to honor their mom and their dad so they could live a lot longer and I can hug them and kiss them a lot longer. I want God to do something in this church. If no other church does it, let God deal with it. But this here is our boat. This is our ark and we need to learn to be honorable. Amen. So how? Go ahead and play it. Otherwise, I'm going to keep on going for like the whole night and this has been recorded. This is how we honor people. First thing, first step. How do I honor crazy people? There's crazy people out there. You know that? Husbands, don't answer this question. Has your wife ever acted crazy? I'm not saying like a little bit off. I'm saying like crazy. <laughs> crazy. Like you are insane. Something's off with you, woman. Who are you crazy kind of thing? Like are you even a... I'm just kidding. Are you even a Christian? I'll say it. Some of you guys are like, Pastor, what's wrong with your marriage? Nothing, I promise you. Nothing. I praise God, we're doing really good. I don't know after this sermon, but we're doing really, really good. When people are acting crazy, like just not normal. I want to be fair to Emily. Honestly, she's incredible. Now you guys are like, Pastor, trying to fix it. No, I mean it. I mean it. We're both so strong-headed. And sometimes we're like, this God has to intervene. You know what happens? I learned and she has learned to honor It's easy to honor when they're agreeing with you. It's easy to honor when they say, wow, thank you, Pablo. Gracias. How easy is it to honor when you feel like the hero? Hey, man, Jared, how easy is it to honor Carla when, when she just sees you and just, you know, massages your feet? Massaging your ego. How hard is it though to honor your wife or your husbands, your leaders? Come on now, be real. How hard is it to honor me when I say crazy things and you bring a new person to church or it's being transmitted? How hard is it to honor people when you don't agree with them? You know what? It's a lot easier when you keep this in mind. This one thing in mind. Finish, I promise. This one simple thing. 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 17 says, The elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. Pastor, why are you bringing that up? It's not about me. Let me show you something. I promise you. Something simple. There are times, there are some times where no one can get you out of that crazy stage. I'm going to share you with you a secret of the church that so many religious people simply don't have. When Naomi and I have had moments where we can't understand each other, here's what we do. Here's what has saved our marriage Here's what has saved our ministry. We shut up and we honor our leaders. Who? Those that God has placed above us. Are you really going to teach this? Yeah, let me show you why. Because when we cannot agree, one thing we know, we never dishonor our spiritual cover. Do you know why? Because when we cannot agree, 
we both agree on one thing. There's a God above us. And God speaks. And when he speaks, you listen and I listen. I like it. Nope. Do you like it? Nope. Pastor, how did you choose which church you would end up in? She was a pastor's daughter. You were a pastor's son. How did you know? We shut our mouths and we listened to our leadership. Really? Uh-huh. How'd you end up at CFF? We shut our mouths and we listened to our leadership. You know what a blessing that has been? You know what a blessing it is to be here for me? I don't know about you, but for me, it's such a blessing to be here. To listen to my leaders. When they called me prideful, when they called me, when I was talking to Eoni in a way, and I thought I was right. I thought I was doing so good. I was like, this is a perfect thing. Like, see how, see how wrong she is? My pastor said, you're not winning. No one wins here. I'm like, I'm winning. <laughs> no one wins. The devil's winning. He shut me up really, really quick. You see, when you learn to honor upward, you can honor sideways. When you have vertical honor, here's what's going to happen with that vertical honor. It'll spill down to the horizontal, to the horizons, to the left, to the right. God wants us to learn honor. How do I know it begins with vertical? Because I have two boys. Their honor doesn't begin with each other. Good Lord, what a revelation in it. Their honor begins upward. Did you know that? Before you can have this, you have to have this first. When I meet with couples, I don't try to teach them everything about how to be a good couple. I try to ask them, do you honor God? Do you listen to God? Because I know if she listens to God, if he listens to God, they're going to be all right. They're going to be just fine. Ask any couple that I've counseled. That's the first thing I ask. Do they really honor God? Are they listening to the word of God? Are they really connecting with God? So the way Moses dealt with it, Moses didn't go and try to fix things. He didn't go and try to show Miriam and Aaron how wrong they were. He went to God. You know that? He went to God. They came to him. Hey, can you fix this? I don't know. Let me talk to God. Honor begins vertical. And then it spills to the wide, to the left and to the right. Guys, we're going to honor our authorities in this church. We're going to honor people. Every person. You know what I find so wrong? Man, I had to say it. You cannot stop honoring just the 12 and the pastors and the leaders. You have to learn to honor each other. Please give, a, give God a round of applause on that one. You have to learn to honor each other. I've heard it too much and I'm tired of it. You know, there's gold in the person next to you. There's so much to be dug. Remember the gold digger talk we gave a long time ago? To be a gold digger, dig the gold in other people. There's so much gold in people around you. There's so much gold in other people around you. Honor people. Honor people next to you. Answer to their calls. Answer to their calls. Answer to people's needs. Listen to them. Amen. We're going to keep on going with this in the coming days, months, and years. We're going to learn about each other's cultures. We're going to learn about authority. We're going to learn about how to dig the gold out of the person that is next to us. Please say amen. Here's one thing I'm not going to do though. Ever, 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 ever. Don't even try it. Never going to do it. I'm never, ever, 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 ever going to try to figure out who's right. Here's what I'm going to figure out. I'm going to try to figure this out. God, would you help me be righteous? I try to figure everything right. Who's right? No. As long as I'm dishonorable, I'll never be right. You hear what I said? Stand up and pray with me, please. When nothing else can help you, 
if you lose your honor towards the people that God has placed in your life, then you're in great danger. Then no one can help you. Who's going to help you to heal? Who's going to help you? When you become a spiritual orphan, not because your spiritual leader died, because you killed them in your heart, because your arguments and your mindsets, my mindsets. You know why I asked God today before I preach this? I said, Lord, help me, please. Help me, please help me. You know what I was praying? I forgot to show you his heart. Not if I'm right, just show you his heart. And if God could show you his heart, if God can show you that God, even though you are dishonorable, and I am too, God still died for you. He interceded for you. He literally gave himself every right he had. Hear what I said? Every right he had, he gave him for you. So you and I were so dishonorable, we didn't deserve anything from him. He gave it all up. Do you know why? Because he wanted you next to him. I think it's time for us to say, God, help us to be an honorable people. Bring us back to honor. I need to learn. I need to learn. Amen. Close your eyes. Let me intercede for you. Here's what God put me in my heart. And I'm going to do this as best as I can. I feel like you've been like, Aaron, like Miriam and Aaron. No, I haven't. Yeah, you have. I feel like you have been on Miriam and you have been on Aaron. All of you in here, myself included, have been in a position of judgment in this past weeks, months, and even years towards parents, towards people. And I believe God wants to change our mindset right now. I live in a culture of dishonor. And I now want to live under the kingdom of God where honor is simply the language where you speak you feel you think you see honor let the Lord be the Lord you and I will be his honorable disciples dear God I ask you right now that you forgive the Miriams and the Aaron's in this room God if leprosy has caught them if lack of sensitivity to your word if they cannot worship or hear you God please just as you said if someone has an offering and wants to bring it to the altar, but they have something against their brothers, leave the offering there. Go back and fix things. Then come and offer. I believe, God, you're asking this of us. We want to offer you our lives, our families, our church, our ministry, everything we have, God. But yet you have spoken today of something so true. First to me, then to them. Honor, honor, honor. Dear God, I ask you right now to bring forgiveness let the blanket of grace fall upon your church. Let us have grace towards each other. God, let us have grace towards our authorities. Let us have grace, God. Grace. I speak grace over your life. I speak grace over your heart. I speak grace that your eyes will see with grace. That your ears will hear with grace. That your heart will have a heart of grace. God, I pray grace, grace, grace over your life. I declare that any spirit of dishonor and division... And anger, God, and resentment and mockery, it leaves in the name of Jesus. I declare that our generation, this generation, God, will be a different generation. God, I declare that we will be a different kind of people.
A kind of people that honors husband, honors wife, honors children, honors parents, honors leaders, honors one another. God, help us to be people of honor. In spite of our offenses, help us to honor God. God, I declare that we shut the door to this honor and we open the door to your miracles over our lives. God, we shut the door to this honor and we open the door of your blessings from heaven over us. I declare, God, that honorable marriages will be raised in this church with honorable children and honorable grandchildren. God, I declare that disciples who make disciples will inherit honor, not dishonor. Dear God, help CFM to honor, to honor, to honor God. I thank you, Jesus, because you cover us all with the same blanket of grace that Jeff to use. Thank you, God, because while we were not acting according to our call, you covered us with your grace. Let us use the same. Jesus, we love you so much, and we thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. Let's go ahead. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next week.